Well, I guess we're muted because the uh, sound didn't go off. Uh, welcome into another episode of Betting the Pitch. I'm your host, the real underscore G Warner. This is number 194. Uh, I think we'll get to 200 by the end of the season. So thank you, of course, for all the support, for sticking around. If you're on Patreon, uh, I really appreciate that. I feel like you're getting good value uh, for what's available. If you're on pregame, uh, supporting me there, I appreciate that too. If you're on YouTube, uh, please hit the subscribe button. If you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please leave a five-star review. And uh, I think that's all the begging I can do so far. We've got a big show in our hands. I'm going to try to put all of them together, Europa League, Europa Conference League, and most importantly, Champions League, just so everyone is aware of what's going on this whole week. Uh, we got a lot to we got a lot to talk about, put it that way. Uh, and now that I have Do Not Disturb on like a true professional, uh, going to also talk about, we'll come up with an ultimate best bet by, by the time the show ends. Going to go through two advanced numbers, uh, get pretty in-depth in these matches because there's only so few uh, going on midweek. If there's other matches in the other leagues that I need to pay attention to, please hit me in the comments, tweet me, uh, the real underscore G Warner. Hit me on Patreon, the real underscore G Warner, on Instagram, the real underscore G Warner, anywhere where that dumb handle I use. Unfortunately, it's it's stuck. So that's what we got. But uh, let me know because there's probably some matches. I think they're making up in other leagues. At least I heard rumors of that. Uh, but we're focused on this episode on the big competition, and that is Europe. So uh, now that that is covered, let's uh, figure out what I need to get into, and then we'll get started. All lines quoted in this podcast are courtesy of betonline.ag, my favorite place to get my bets down early. Reduced use is offered on almost every game you want to bet right up until game time. Please follow the link found in the podcast description to fund your account. Use the promo code GW50 to receive a 50% match bonus up to $1,000. Also highly recommend checking out, if you're, especially if you're a Patreon customer, or excuse me, especially if you're a pregame customer, which I will have a promo code later in the episode. But if you are a Patreon subscriber, uh, you're getting a lot. You're getting everything that I'm offering, lines, locked in, plays right immediately when they happen, uh, write-ups early on time. Um, and, and also in your hands before I even decide I'm going to make a play. So if you like it a little more than I do, you might be able to play it yourself. Um, highly recommend it. It's a much more affordable rate. And uh, eventually, still promising to do this, I will get a Patreon uh, Discord set up so that we can all talk together. So it's not just relying on everyone commenting on my posts. Because um, that's really what I was hoping for is to get everyone really plugged into certain teams. Uh, so that if you know your team well, you give us and the rest of the community uh, a tip we all use it win some money and then uh, our lives are that much easier um so there we go now we've got extra money at bet online uh we might as well get into all this sort of stuff so let's get into it why why don't we um i'll start in champions league and the first match we have is manchester city on the road visiting real madrid so big big matchup we saw man city in a very dominant position in last year's Champions League, choke one up to Real Madrid, I think then lost an extra time. Uh, and Real Madrid went on to somehow surprise Liverpool as well to win the whole thing. Uh, I don't really see that happening again this year, but no one really saw that happening last year. I did play Real Madrid in the final. I just felt like they were getting too much of a price on a neutral from Liverpool. Um, but this Real Madrid team is not that special to me. Um, they had the Copa del Rey this weekend while Manchester city had premier league stuff trying to win that title. So I don't know that there's one benefit from one to the other. Um, I guess Real Madrid played a little bit later, but maybe that uh, to me, that doesn't really make, mean too much later at night, at least. Um, 
and played in Sevilla, which is a little bit warmer than anything in England at this point, of course. But we'll just get right into it. The number is currently Real Madrid getting a quarter of a goal at home with an over-under of two and three quarters. Slightly juice to the over. Uh, Manchester City has a little bit more juice on the side. Um, as anyone who listens to this podcast, you probably guessed my interest in this one, and that is the home underdog, Real Madrid, and the under two and three quarters. Now, I've not had a ton of success betting Real Madrid as an underdog. Uh, I don't have it in front of me, but it just feels that way. Uh, I feel like I've done really well betting against Man City, despite them being the best team in the world for years. Um, but I'm a little bit hesitant to want to try to take that risk. Uh, I will make an ultimate best bet based on a best bet from Champions League, the Europa League, and Europa Conference League. But stick around. We'll get there. I'll also go through two advanced numbers. Currently, Real Madrid, a plus 240 underdog, despite the first leg at home, which I feel like there's some advantage. If they win that first leg, they certainly that number drops significantly. Uh, if they win by a lot, it might even move to a favorite. Manchester City, if they went on the road, that number will climb significantly as well. Uh, a draw, I feel like Man City probably gets a little bit more respect in the second leg. But um, ultimately, Real Madrid, I think it's a good risk if you think they're going to advance to play it here uh, and then hope for a good result. And then maybe you get to buy back in on Manchester City on the other side if you don't feel as strongly about it in the past. Or if you're looking just for an arbitrage type of situation, I think you take Real Madrid here and then see what happens. Uh, hopefully they get a 1-0 no win and you come back on City as a, not an underdog, but probably something a lot smaller than minus 290 to say the least, 290 to win 100. Um, but anyway, for this matchup, so Real Madrid, they're going to, I think, play a very conservative style of football. They're going to sit behind the ball. They're going to counterattack, which is exactly how they want to play, which um, a lot of these big clubs, they want the ball and they have the ball the whole time. Real Madrid are certainly used to that in La Liga. Uh, and really throughout a lot of the Champions League so far. But I think they're really designed to play in a counterattacking style. That's the way Ancelotti wants to do it. I think it works really well with Vinny Jr. And now Rodrigo has stepped up and has been playing really well. Manchester City certainly are going to give you counterattacking opportunities because they are in possession of the ball more than almost anyone in Europe. Now, what they do to try to counter that and to really stop the counterattack, speaking of, is they foul the shit out of you excuse my french it's late it's almost midnight of course i never sleep anymore but we're the lights at the end of the tunnel it's coming soon uh manchester city their strategy is a tactical foul every time there's a counterattack going the other way they can only do it so many times and there are players that deserve red cards second yellows that they don't seem to get uh bernardo silva specifically comes to mind in the real in the uh red bull leipzig match which then he ended up i think scoring the goal ahead goal or the, at least the goal that covered the spread um, I would expect that in a match with Real Madrid, there's probably not the favoritism that you'll see from a lot of these big clubs. Um, Manchester City being the best in the world usually gets a lot of calls too, which makes them even more difficult to beat. Uh, Real Madrid get plenty of calls themselves. Uh, they will not have La Liga refs in this matchup though, which is a big problem for them because there definitely is some protectionism to me for the big clubs. Um, I get that they're also putting the other, their opponent under a lot of pressure and there are a lot of fouls that occur. Uh, but I just don't think they're fair, uh, specifically in La Liga. But ultimately, a lot of the big clubs, they all seem to get the benefit of the doubt more than I think they should. Um, as for this matchup, so benefit of the doubt out the window uh, should probably be an Italian ref or someone unrelated. Um, and that might change a little bit how physical this match will be. But Real Madrid have not looked anywhere near as good as Manchester City. Manchester City is probably the form team in Europe winning everything they play. Um, on their way to an FA Cup final and also on their way to stealing the Premier League, despite being pretty big 
having a pretty big deficit for a while. Still have a game in hand. I think they're a point behind Arsenal last time I checked, but ultimately um, they're still going to get through and, and I think eventually win this thing because there's not really a lot of good teams in, in England right now. And Arsenal are just really were not able to, to hold up the momentum and under the pressure. With that said, we're talking about this match versus Champions League. This is the, the area that Manchester City want to win more than anything. They haven't won it yet. Uh, Premier League championships and trophies are just old hat at this point. Uh, but they've really struggled to do it. So can they do it this year? Of course, it's the best team. But they also have some bad memories, skeletons in the closet, especially against this Real Madrid team that you really just can't kill. Um, from my humble standpoint, I'm interested in Real Madrid getting that quarter of a goal. Uh, I think I like that more than under two and three quarters, just because I think there could be goals in this matchup as Manchester City are going to put pressure on you the whole time. Erling Holland has scored, I think, 60 goals this season. So there's a lot of goals potential, especially with Carney Benzema on the pitch. Um, the offense for Real Madrid has been very, very different when he's not there, but uh, unless he got hurt this weekend, which this number would be gigantically much more difficult or, or higher for, for Man City on the road, probably. Um, both of these teams should be playing every person they can, assuming there's if there's a, any sort of fitness, if you can give 60 minutes, 45 minutes, you're probably playing and starting uh, to try to get off to a good start. I think it's going to be a really tight match. Manchester City, the way I described it earlier, they're going to possess the ball. Real Madrid is going to sit back in their own half and try to run at blazing speeds with Vinny Jr. or Rodrigo or Valverde, who's more of a outside-the-box scorer, and trying to beat Man City and get them in transition, have a cutback to Karim Benzema, who will finish anything. He's like the hungriest striker in the world. If something is on the kitchen table, he will eat it. Um, I think that's going to cause some problems for, for Manchester City. I do think they're the better side. I don't think this not line is shady by any means. That, whoa, Manchester City, wrong team favorite. I'm not saying that. They probably should be favored here. Uh, but I'm pretty interested in Real Madrid getting that quarter of a goal, just in case, put it out there. I, I expected Real Madrid pretty, to be pretty juiced as a home underdog. They are not at the moment. Uh, I would think that there'd be probably an even amount of money. Seems like the English markets bet a lot more on sports. I mean, they have a lot more money. It's seeming the pound's pretty strong. Um, betting culture there, I think, way more than in Spain. So I would expect potentially more money to come in on Manchester City. So as always, I will wait on Real Madrid getting that quarter of a goal and see where this moves. Uh, the two advanced numbers is a little bit more difficult because Real Madrid is such a big underdog at plus 240. Um, that's the way I'd lean, though. And be nice to take a position, have them have a good result, and then be able to come back on Manchester City and arbitrage the rest of the way. Now we'll move to Wednesday. AC Milan hosting Inter, a uh, big derby day uh, de Milan or Milano derby. I'm, I don't know the actual name. I probably should. Anyway, Milan currently a quarter goal underdog at home with all the juice minus 130 at bet online. So uh, this is pretty much a pick them right now with uh, Inter Milan favored. It's in a shared stadium, but I think the, the crowd and the tickets should be skewed to our AC Milan. I think in these European competitions, there's a little bit more of a visitor uh, ticket giveaway or the ticket support. I know in, in cup matches in the, the leagues, they give a lot more uh, road seats away than they do for regular home matches or regular domestic league matches. But um, I also know that tickets in this derby are in the semifinals of Champions League are uh, supposedly nuts. All the hotel rooms, crazy. Um, the tickets are a little bit more expensive for the next leg when Inter is the home team, but you'd expect that when it's a decisive one. Uh, most of the time, first legs play really conservatively. Um, I don't necessarily think that this does it any differently. Um, I do think from watching this weekend, though, I'm a little bit worried about the health of Rafael Leao, who's, I think, the most important player for AC Milan, who left after 11 minutes against Lazio this weekend. 
Um, Milan didn't play great during the week. Inter Milan played really well. And luckily they, they're playing each other because Syria decided just to wait and wait and wait and finally play uh, midweek matches right before Champions League. Probably didn't expect to have two teams, especially not playing each other, but two teams this far, considering how poorly they did last year. Uh, but it was not a brilliant move by schedule makers. And fortunately, they play each other. So um, it might not be as big of a deal. But if there are some injuries, we've seen Liao get hurt. I mean, that's a big problem for them because they want the best team to go forward because they need the money. Um, with that said, I'm interested in AC Milan getting a quarter of a goal at home, uh, just as I was with Real Madrid. That shouldn't surprise anyone if you listen to this podcast, which I know you all do. Thank you again for the support. Um, when I look at the total, I, le- I lean to under two and a quarter, but it's very juiced right now, full minus 120. All the juice at bet online right now is on the home team getting that quarter and also the under. Um, I, th- I think Inter Milan have essentially been favored against Milan for, uh, I feel like, the, ever since COVID. Uh, Milan was a surprise Scudetto champion last year and winning the domestic league uh, a lot because Inter Milan faltered in some situations where they could have taken the lead. Uh, that's certainly a problem. Uh, and this match will meet a ton. This match will mean a ton. I'll say that a million times. It, it is going to be very physical. I think it's going to be, there's good good red ch- card risk here which unfortunately i found will kill whoever's team gets a red card and certainly damage the potential for an under especially if there are two red cards because 10 men versus 10 men to me is like a an nhl here in the u.s or north america where hockey if you're playing four and four um there's way too much ice to defend i would say there's already way too much ice to defend in in uh in soccer way too much pitch to defend but um, I also feel like these matches have played very, very close. Uh, I, I don't think that so Inter Milan have been playing a lot better lately. Um, I like betting against them, and I feel like most of the time when I lose, it's it's a pretty like dominant win for Inter Milan. I don't really see that happening here. Uh, and Inter, they do have some really bad runs that they go on. They've been playing really well lately, though, so it doesn't really fit the the bill right here. Lautaro Martinez has been really hot. Uh, and Milan, you know, they have, I think part of why they won the Scudetto last season is because they have a defense that pushes forward, presses you, turns the ball over, and then starts quick counterattacks. I think they're going to be in that type of situation here, though they're at home, which is a little, I mean, whatever the home could say, the crowd should be, should favor AC Milan, um, which does make the quarter goal underdog in that air quotes, if you're listening, um, home environment, that does make it seem like that shouldn't be that way. But Inter have been favored for a while. This is literally their home stadium. So since it's shared, so it's really not that much of a home environment. But I do think having more of the crowd there is going to matter. We'll see how many Inter Milan fan tickets they can get and steal. I'm sure that's going to be a big tug of war um, literally until this match kicks off and secondary markets and ticket brokers and all sort of things. I don't know. I don't think they really do StubHub as well over there as they do here in the U S it's definitely not as efficient. I know a friend was in in Italy last week and tried to get a ticket for the Roma Milan match and they laughed at him at the concierge. So um, it's, it's, you know, it's a little bit different. I think it's, you try to get as many tickets as you can. I feel like if you're an AC Milan fan and you're selling to an Inter fan, people are going to hate you, but ultimately money is money. So maybe that's the decision maker. Um, But I think, just based on what it should be is Milan should have more fans there. That makes them as a home underdog seem a little bit surprising to me or a little bit off, which is probably why they're juiced this way. I wouldn't be surprised if this matches up closing a pick with Inter Milan, a slight favorite. I think I'm much less interested in AC Milan as a, at a pick because they don't win if you draw, but I, I'm interested in, the, in them 
overall. Um, I do want to see Rafael lay out in the lineup because if he's not there, that does impact their their scoring ability quite a bit. Um, I do think Inter Milan under Simone Inzaghi, they've not been as much of a counterattacking team under Antonio Conte because I don't know who can be. Um, but I think it's still the style they want to play. And it might not really work as perfectly as they were hoping for. So we'll, we'll see what happens with this one. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick 6. Now, what's different about this thing? I was never a big fantasy guy. You know why? Is I always worried, you know, who's on the other side? Who am I playing against with Pick 6? You're not going against another player or players. You're going against the bookmaker. You're going against the number that they put up. So all you got to do is pick between two and six NFL players and choose if they're going to have more or less of the stat that interests you. Download DraftKings Pick 6 app now and sign up with code RJ. That's code RJ. Only at DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 18-PLUS in most eligible states. But age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date lists of states, please visit dkng.com slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. I do think that from, from my perspective... Um, I don't really change. I haven't changed my tune that I still feel like Inter are not really as strong. Uh, maybe it's from really poor European performances. They certainly do smash teams from time to time. But like I said, I don't think that's very likely here. I think the total at two and a quarter looking like it might fall to two. I feel like it'd be too low for such a popular uh, and very heavily bet match like you would see in Champions League. I don't think we're seeing NFL Sunday uh, type of action here. But I do think that there's going to be a lot of bets on this one. I think most public bettors like to bet the over. Um, so there might be some value on, on the under. You might see a little bit better number than you get in here. Uh, but pretty much I like unders and the home dog so far. Uh, the two advanced number, I'll get to that now before I move to the Europa League. And AC Milan currently a plus 130 underdog to advance. So 100 bucks will win you 130. Inter Milan, one or two to three, basically. So so $150 will win you 100 minus 150. Um, and I feel like Inter Milan, you know, if they get a draw here in that first leg, that probably satisfies that minus 150 number it probably gets bigger for the second round though honestly wouldn't be huge type of home crowd situation i don't expect um though i i guess you could say the same sort of thing for milan as the quote-unquote home team for this one is that plus 130 doesn't mean too much different because it's ultimately whoever does well in this one whoever i mean to me it's really neutral neutral field which is why ac milan getting that quarter of a goal seems a little bit too much to me with that said uh for my ultimate best bet i'm gonna go with ac milan getting that quarter of a goal um i feel like there's a lot of value there just because they're probably gonna have more fans in the crowd and i feel like this is a really tough matchup everyone knows each other really well i don't think that there's a true upset win and whoever wins this matchup and i think that also points to the under underdog pretty significantly now I'll move to the Europa League. These are Thursday matches. Juventus host Sevilla. Uh, currently Juve, a three-quarter goal favorite right now with all the juice on Sevilla on the road. Over-under is two and a quarter, juice to the over. Um, Juve has been playing pretty well. They got their 15 points back. The penalty that was given to them was rescinded, essentially, and probably will be take effect next year. We'll see if it ever even sticks. Um, Teflon Dons in, uh, in Torino. Um, Sevilla, on the other hand, have been fighting relegation. They've been playing a lot better in La Liga. They got the week off. Because of the Copa del Rey, they did play a bunch of matches, like four matches in 
in in two midweeks essentially just so they could play the Copa del Rey unopposed which to me is ridiculous and a lot of people were complaining about it but say la vie um uh, uve they want to take a lead and then sit on the ball and kill the game um i don't know that's gone perfectly for them lately but they've still i think been a pretty profitable under team uh sevilla want to play offense and they've gone only more aggressive offensive minded managers ever since they're now in their third manager of the season jose luis mandilibar does not at all consider uh, a defensive style he plays with his center backs or his defenders as high up the, the pitch as possible. Um, Sevilla don't have great defenders. I wouldn't be surprised if they play three of them just to try to get an extra man out there. Uh, and they're probably going to U of A trying to be as competitive as possible. Um, and really, I mean, after what they did to Manchester United, just stealing a draw and then winning a pretty dominant performance at home. Uh, I think they're trying to play the same way, same blueprint um, from what I had earlier in the week or early whenever this line was was had come out with the announcement of, of the matchup. Um, so he had moved up from a half a goal underdog now to this three quarter number. Uh, I don't think we're going to see a plus one, but I'm certainly looking out for it if it did happen. Uh, I think for my biggest interest, and I, I do think Sevilla can be competitive, but I don't think I want to do, have much to do with it until I see a plus one, which I don't think we'll get. Uh, for the over under at two and a quarter juice of the over uh, I'm very interested in seeing this one hit two and a half I don't know that severe a great defense to really support an under but uh, I think Juve they really want I mean it doesn't really make a lot of sense in the home leg to try to sit on a, on a match and win one nil especially you give up a goal late like they did the Inter Milan in the Copa Italia and then they go out basically um, it's really not a great setup but Allegri's not a, a leopard doesn't change his spots or she doesn't change his spots so uh, Massimiliano Allegri will certainly not do it because uh, until he's fired for a second time or sacked for a second time from Juventus. Um, in terms of a two advanced number, currently Juve minus 145 favorites via plus 125. Uh, it seems a little cheap to me on Juve, though it's certainly not a small price. Uh, I don't think Sevilla will get twice lucky and come back from the dead with two own goals to get a draw on the road in a really tough place to play. So this is really going to be how well does do Sevilla start? I think they have a lot of problems. I don't think that they score efficiently enough considering the defensive risks that they're going to take. Um, so I like Juve. I don't know that I really love the under as much, but if I got to pick something in this matchup, I'm going to go under two and a quarter. Next, we'll go to Roma hosting Bayer Leverkusen. Currently, Roma a quarter goal favorite with all the juice right now over under is two and a half or two, excuse me, two and a quarter uh, juice to the under. Um, that's a really low total for Bayer Leverkusen. Certainly, we got the defensive side in Roma and we got the defensive or excuse me, the offensive all out attack side in Leverkusen. Leverkusen have played really well in the Bundesliga, but the Bundesliga has not really performed well at this stage ever since Bayern won the Champions League, I think, in the COVID season. Um, Roma haven't really been in this type of situation for a while. They've been kind of struggling, but Mourinho came in, um, took an offensive side that was really all offense under Paulo Fonseca and has made them very good defensively, plus brought in Paulo Dybala to kind of rescue them late with goals. He's been pretty uh, banged up, hasn't really been playing a ton, kind of been a super sub. Um, I don't expect him to really be in this matchup because they're going to need a ton of legs to, cut, to I guess, run with Bayer Leverkusen. Uh, Roma, I think, are going to play more defensively because it's impossible to play more offensively than Leverkusen do. Uh, Leverkusen have great speed on the wings. They have a great creator in the middle in Florian Wurz, who's eventually going to leave uh, the Bundesliga, but still is under contract and is playing in this one. Um, Xavi Alonso, who had been all over Europe, um, he's done a great job to kind of restore and revitalize the Leverkusen team that got off to a really awful start. 
Um, but I don't really love their setup because they're, I mean, they're going to go try to win this matchup. So getting a quarter of a goal, I feel like doesn't really matter if you get a quarter or a half, certainly a road draw, you'd want to win a full bet on, but I think Leverkusen have a good shot to win this one. Um, but I also feel like they're going to leave themselves exposed. Their defense is not on a level to stop a Roma side. Uh, and it kind of seemed to me that Roma's lineup this weekend, despite, uh, playing Inter, if I'm not mistaken, they, uh, rest of Tammy Abraham. I think he's their better scorer, though. They've been doing a ton of rotation. Um, and Mourinho finally has a lot of guys he wants to play. So I think that puts Roma in a better position. Uh, now for the two advanced number, I, Roma is an underdog here, plus one Oh five, a bet online. And that surprised me, especially because they start off at home. I feel like a good result there would swing this line significantly, especially because it's basically pick them. Uh, but I don't trust the Leverkusen defense whatsoever. I don't trust German defenses whatsoever, especially not in Europe. And I don't think that they're going to really go outscore some team. Maybe they get a goal and win one nil, but I feel like that's a very unlikely score line if Leverkusen were going to win. Uh, so Bayern no Fio are a team I'd like to be against. So I'm very interested in Roma getting that plus 105 uh, to advance. Uh, I also think, uh, unfortunately, I don't know that I like the, the under two and a quarter because I just don't think that's something I want to do with a Leverkusen team involved. Um, I don't really hate the idea of taking that quarter of a goal and it might hit a half before this kicks off. I expect it probably will because I think Syria gets a lot more respect in the marketplace, at least in a European ma- marketplace than does the, the Bundesliga. Um, so I guess I like uh, Leverkusen getting a quarter of a goal, but I like Roma the most to advance. Um and I'm trying to think of, for an ultimate best bet, I mean, it probably should be something I sh- should grade. Um, I don't know, because I, I it, it's hard to say, because if I play Roma, plus 105 is my best bet from the Europa League. I, I don't really have a feel for the Sevilla match as much. Um, I mean, it'd still be out there hanging out for the next, I, I think I'll probably do that one, just because I feel like at home, so many things could go well. And I feel like even at home, they should probably win that match. And uh, that will put them in a really good position for you to have uh, a good trading atmosphere or trading vehicle to potentially hedge and get a better price. If you wanted to just play around with Roma at home in the first leg and then sell it off for a Leverkusen play, if it's still reasonably close, or you got a really good bet on your hand or potentially Leverkusen goes and, and pulls off a huge upset and you still got a shot at getting odds for Roma to turn something around. So for my ultimate best bet uh, and the selection for the Europa League, I'm going to go with Roma to advance plus 105. Uh, anything really that's a, even money or better, I think is, is will fit that fit that bill. And last but not least, I'll probably spend the least time on this league before we get to the ultimate best bet. But for the Europa Conference League, Fiorentina hosting Basel, uh, Swiss club versus an Italian. Fiorentina minus one and a half. All the juice on Basel right now on the road over under is three. Juice the under pretty heavily. Um, I'm most interested, I think, in under in this one. I think Basel, uh, it's pretty obvious what a Swiss side will do. I mean, Fiorentina are not the giant Serie A club. I mean, they are compared to Basel, but they haven't really been that great. I do like in that full three uh, as a push mechanism if you play under there. So I like under three uh, in the Basel match. Other, I I guess, sorry, two advanced number. Fiorentina minus 260 to move along. Basel plus 205. I just don't know. Basel's got some good pedigree. Certainly, Oz Fischer, the the great manager from Union Berlin in Germany, he left uh, Basel for that job. But it's hard to say what their team looks like, and I have not followed them because I don't really watch the Swiss League. I don't know where to do that in the United States of America. Um, last, we'll go to uh, West Ham hosting Azed Alkmaar. So we've got a, a Premier League, English Premier League side against a Eredivisie, uh, a Holland or Dutch side 
Uh, West Ham currently a one goal favorite with a little bit more of the juice right now. And Azed Alkmar over under is two and a half juice the under. Uh, and I always lean unders with West Ham. Uh, I don't really believe that they're a goal scoring team. I don't know that Alkmar, Azed, excuse me, is probably the way to actually refer to them. If they're really going to challenge West Ham offensively too much, I, I think West Ham, they're still a side that wants to counterattack you. They're still pretty close to relegation zone in, in England. So that's certainly a concern, though. I think they've been drawing on the momentum of the Europa Conference League to try to get them going more on a tougher situation. And certainly there's some class relief when they face an Eredivisie side who's not the most famous uh, in this competition. They certainly want to win it, and we'll see how that goes. Two advanced numbers, currently West Ham, one to two, so minus 200. Azed Alkmaar, plus 160 to move through. So uh, the I guess the more likely upset in this conference league is Azed Alkmaar to move through. Probably makes sense from Eredivisie side versus a Swiss Super League. Um, but uh, I, I think... For in terms of, I guess my best bet for the West Ham Azad Alkmaar match, I think I like that under two and a half is probably my biggest interest. And then um, I still have not really believed too much in the Fiorentina offense. It certainly had some some days where I looked really silly playing an under with them, um, but I feel like Bosler are going to go in there and try to hold on for dear life and try to keep it as close as possible on the road. So I'll give you Basel under three as my best bet in uh, the Europa Conference League, and that brings us to the. End of our show, but I got a lot of bills to take care of or business to take care of before we get there. Ultimate best bet will come through. If you're on YouTube, please hit subscribe. If you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please leave a five-star review. Uh, I got a promo code coming up for you on pregame. If you're looking to get in my picks that come out overnight, um, 20% off will be coming there shortly. And also going to mention my Patreon before we get all the way there. Um, For this week, use the promo code CLEAN20, clean like a clean sheet. Get 20% off for all listeners of the Soccer Pat Podcast. Good for seven days from the podcast release. So you have until May 16th. Um, use it for any of the picks on pregame.com. We've got plenty of great handicappers out there. Whether you're looking for some help with some NBA picks in the playoffs, some uh, UFC, my my college basketball co-host, AJ Hoffman's all over that. Of course, my baseball podcast co-host, Scott Seidenberg. I'm throwing out baseball stuff out there. Um, but I fully, I mean, Check out pregame. There's plenty. Use the promo code CLEAN20, get 20% off. No no bad idea. Never a bad idea to save some money. But uh, also check out my Patreon, patreon.com slash the real underscore G Warner. Coming out with everything consolidated in the same place, separate posts. So in case you want one more than another, you don't have to look through a ton of things. But uh, ultimately, got a good community there. Going to try to get a Discord going if I ever have time. Because usually I try to use that time to sleep. Um, but it's going to be a good way to get through and see everything that comes out. I try to get everything out there, my write-ups ahead of time, as you see that before it comes out on Twitter, of course. Um, and also you get to see what I'm thinking about, what I'm potentially going to play. Um, leans that don't make my card, but still win anyway. You might want to get in on those. So check me out, the real underscore G Warner on Patreon, patreon.com, the real underscore G Warner. Um, and here we are for the ultimate best bet. Uh, I got to turn on the uh, Instagram camera because, you know, I'm just trying to really be on every sort of platform as possible, even though everyone asked me, how many uh, Instagrams do you have now? But anyway, here we go. So welcome in. Uh, I don't hit the button, right? Welcome into betting the pitch number 184 with your host, the real underscore G Warner on Twitter and here on Instagram. And uh, for my best bets for the European uh, competitions this week, I'll go with AC Milan getting a quarter of a goal in Champions League. Roma plus 105 to advance and 
FC Basel under three in the Europa Conference League. For my best bet, I'm going to go with AC Milan getting a quarter of a goal. It's kind of a weird situation, a shared situation, but they should have more of the crowd uh, against their Inter uh, Milan, literally, uh, rival. Uh, Big derby match. Uh, I'm expecting Rafael Leal to try to give it a go, especially with five substitutions. It's probably more likely they try him out there, and if it doesn't work, they take him out. Uh, but they also got a good situation where they're going to play a really tight game. I think Milan or excuse me, I think Inter Milan see this as a good opportunity to get a point and there's going to be favored. So you get paid if that happens. I also think there's a good chance that AC Milan pull off an upset. But take AC Milan plus a quarter of a goal as my ultimate best bet for betting the pitch episode number one, nine, four. And that'll do it for this episode. Thanks for hanging out with me super late, especially if you're live. Um, we'll be coming and, and check out the Patreon, patreon.com underscore the real G Warner. The real underscore G Warner. Wow, that's late. Um, but I, I, sure, I promise you, we got plenty of, of subscribers already. Jo- join the fun, join the clean team, join the club, join the clean. Use the promo code Clean Twenty at pregame. But just get on there. I'm sure there's a lot you want to see. Baseball starting to heat up. We're tra- starting to turn things around. Let's get it going. See you guys on there soon, and uh, have a great evening. Of course, um, sleep well. It's time to go to bed. <laughs>